This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's bring on an expert to give us his bird's eye view of what's going on in Major League Baseball. He is A.J. Pruszynski, co-host of Foul Territory and a 19-year major leaguer with over 2,000 hits in the big leagues, won the 2005 World Series with the Chicago White Sox and is nice enough to join us before I believe he is playing golf today. A.J., why is it that so many baseball players love playing golf? Uh, Because, first of all, good morning. And then second of all, it's because the only thing after we get old and fat and retired that we can do that's still somewhat competitive. So we got to do something to keep those juices flowing and golf is the easiest way for us not to get hurt. I thought it had to do something with the hand-eye coordination and, you know, the depth perception. Maybe I'm off base here. Uh, but we were just talking oh, about well, some hey, of these futures. No. You're right. You're right on that. But you here's that the thing, like I said. Yeah, but when you're old and fat, like I said, there's only a certain certain number of things you can do that you don't get hurt in, and hitting a golf ball is one of them. So we got to do what we're good at, and that's hitting a golf ball. Well, then why does why do so many baseball players play a ton of rounds of golf during spring training in the years of their prime? Uh, because they're pitchers and they're bored and they have nothing else to do, and they're so. I mean, listen, if you only work once a week. Wouldn't you have to find something to do the other four days? If you work every fifth day and you're like, man, I got four days to do nothing. Guess what? I'm going to get good at golf because golf is fun. Golf's outside. You know, some people, you know, it can be considered exercise, I guess. So they're like, oh, I'm exercising. I'm out golfing, slugging a few beers, and let's go. I think it's the only form of exercise where it's acceptable to have, like, five or six beers while doing said exercise. But pivoting back to – don't forget bowling. Oh, yeah. Bowling, too. Don't forget. All right. So I was going to ask you about some of these futures bets. And maybe if there's a team that you see that is still worth the swing, that maybe has underperformed, because we have looked at a couple. The Cardinals, one of those teams that it feels like they always make a run at the end of the year. We were talking about the Guardians earlier, how they played in all these one-run games. Is there any team you see as a team that could possibly make a run and surprise some people? Well, those are the two that I think you nailed. Uh, the, the Cardinals, I think you guys said it, were heavy favorites to go win the division. I still think they're going to be there at the end. The Guardians, the thing is they're both in great divisions to make runs uh, because neither division is any good. So they're both in spots, even though they're both under 500, they both can make runs and get, get into the postseason and win the division. The other team would be the Padres. The problem with the Padres is their division is hard. The Giants are playing better. The Dodgers are good. The Diamondbacks are really good. If you haven't watched them, watch them because they are entertaining as all get out. So those would be the three teams. The problem is the Padres are in a tougher division than the other two. The other two are in divisions that just aren't very good. So if they get to 500, you're like, man, they're either in first place or they're like a game out. So if they can just get to 500, which is a possibility for either one of them, they're right in a spot where they can make a run not only into the postseason, but the way their team is built, they can actually make a run deep into the postseason. AJ, so when you talk about different divisions and teams making a run, you mentioned the Diamondbacks, and I have to ask you about Arizona. I don't think many people realize that these guys are tied with the Dodgers right now for the best record in the National League. We focus on the Padres out west, the Dodgers out west. What is it about the D-backs that you really like? 
Well, if you watch them, you'll know. They're just athletic. They're fun. They're young. And they, 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 they play with the new rules better than anybody else. Uh, they steal bases. They take the extra base. It's constant pressure on the other team. When they play these teams, man, they just the pitchers are out of whack because they're not used to guys running around like this. Uh, and they have good pitching. Uh, Zach Allen is one of the best pitchers no one's ever heard of outside of Arizona. Uh, and, and their bullpen has been strong. Tori Lovello, their manager, has done an incredible job of molding a lot of these young guys. It's going to bash the ball, hit home runs all over the place, other than probably Christian Walker, who's their first baseman. But they're going to catch the ball. They're going to run around like their hair is on fire. They're going to steal bases. And they're just fun to watch. It's a different brand of baseball that not a lot of teams are playing. So you want, when you watch other teams play them, they're uncomfortable because they're not used to this. They're used to everyone trying to hit home runs. Instead, this team's like, we're going to steal you to death, we're going to run you to death, and we're going to put pressure on you until you crack. And a lot of teams have done it so far. We're talking with A.J. Prusinski, a former big league catcher for the Chicago White Sox, along with a couple other teams. A.J., I feel like catchers have a really good handle on pitching. And as a betting show, I'm always looking for strikeout props. Is this a market that you have delved into? Oh, absolutely. That's my, my go-to one. Uh, last night, I, I we had a on our show on Foul Territory, we did locks of the day. My lock was sale over five, Hunter Green over five, and then I parlayed it with the under for nine and a half for the Red Sox and the, and the Reds, and the Red Sox went out and scored six in the bottom of the eight to, to go over. I was like, you guys could have just scored five. It would have been okay. Uh, but instead, they scored six to get to ten. I was like, come on. You, you know, but Oh, absolutely. I always look at strikeout props, especially with starting pitchers, because for me, there's certain guys that are undervalued. Like I looked at Hunter Green. I could get him at five. Are you kidding me? The Red Sox strike out a ton. Hunter Green throws 100 miles an hour with a nasty slider. He strikes out a ton of dudes. And Chris Sale, before he got hurt, he had six strikeouts in like three innings. So it was it was like, okay, these two seem like easy locks. Uh, and they were. So I always look at guys and say, okay, I know this dude strikes out. And then I look at the other team's strikeout numbers and how they match up. And there's a, there's a lot of value in being able to, to, to lock into starting pitchers because I don't think that the market looks at it. They say, oh, well, strikeouts still don't happen that much. Well, the game is built on strikeouts now. We're talking with A.J. Brzezinski, two-time All-Star catcher and 2005 world champion with the White Sox. A.J., so there are certain pitchers, certain players that you fade when they're having a tough year, and a guy that we've faded on this show a lot is Alec Manoa. Certainly – you can be a, a hitter, a pitcher, and just have an off season. But how much do you think some of these pitchers who are struggling are having issues with the pitch clock when they historically like to work much slower? Uh, I, I don't know. I know Max Scherzer went off the other day again, right, after having in yeah. training and having a bunch of things. He went off again, but he, he pitched good the other day, so I don't know why he was going off. Uh, I think there's something to it, but I don't know, because every guy is different. Every guy works at a different pace. Um, I know like Lance Lynn in Chicago, some, some people have said it's because of that. But if you talk to Lance, he's like, no, I don't even look at the clock. I don't know. Um, for me, like Manoa, let's use Manoa because you brought him up. His slider's not the same. It doesn't look the same. He's throwing too many balls. He's not getting the swings and misses he used to get on that pitch. So maybe it's just game planning. Maybe he's made a little adjustment in his delivery. He doesn't even realize. Maybe he's throwing something a little bit different. I don't know. Uh, but I hate to blame the pitch clock for anybody because I feel like if you say, oh, well, the pitch clock is, is, is causing this guy or that, well, a lot of people then jump to, well, he's out of shape. Well, no, maybe he's not He's not out of shape, but maybe it's just a different rhythm and timing and, 
and, and it takes a little bit to get used to. Um, I, I never want to use that because it's just such a slippery slope. But, yeah, there's definitely pitchers that have come out and said, it's bothering me. And there's hitters that have said, hey, it's bothering me. But at the end of the day, we have to play under the rules we're given. And guys will adjust to it. It just seems like, man, Alec Manoa is so good for the last couple of years. What has happened? So it sounds like you were watching the Red Sox game last night. And once again, Chris Sale is hurt. A huge disappointment for Red Sox fans, I'm assuming. And it's wild to me because he was so consistent when he was with the White Sox. But since he's come to the Red Sox, he has been on and off the injured list. How do you point to somebody like that? Is there a reason behind it? Is it because he's getting older? Or is it just something on his body frame and the way that he pitches so hard? Uh, was, you know, he had a better catcher with the White Sox. You know, that's that was the whole deal. He had a, he had a, <laughs> he had a really good catcher with the White Sox. <laughs> uh, I love Chris. He's one of my favorite guys I ever played with. Uh, still talk to him. He's a, he's a good dude. And, man, I feel sorry for him because I know I talked to him last year after the whole – he, you know, he was hurt, and he came back, and then he hurt his, his hand riding the bike, and I talked to him just before that, and then he comes back again, and he hurt. He gets – like, the first start, he gets hit by a line drive and breaks his finger, and he misses the rest of the year. It's frustrating. He's frustrated. I, I don't know. I mean, he's very slight of build. Now, I don't want people to think he's not strong because he is strong. He's just skinny as all get out. Um, he's actually way bigger than what he was when he first came up. Look at Chris Sale in 2010 when he first made his debut with the White Sox. He's way more jacked than he was back then. Um, it's just been unfortunate. Uh, he throws kind of violently. He throws with a different arm angle than most people do. But that's the way he's thrown his whole life, and he's been okay. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, once these injuries start happening, it's like he can't get out of the way of them. And it hasn't been all baseball related. It's been kind of freak stuff sometimes. But, man, I want to see him pitch because when he pitches, he is fun to watch. He's, he's emotional. He gets into it. He wants to win. And, quite frankly, the Red Sox need him. AJ, before we let you go, we got about three minutes here. How is your golf game? You're playing a lot of golf. You're out there. You're tossing back a couple. I, I don't know about you, but I'm usually after I have a couple beers, then I feel like, yeah, I'm doing great. Maybe I get a bogey. I'm trying to play bogey golf, and then once I get into five, six beers, it's it's off the rails. How's your golf game? How does that go? Well, I used to be really good, and then we started this foul territory show. I mean, I was I'm good. I mean, I, but now. I, because of foul territory and I have to work, you know, four days a week and then make Fox games on Saturday, five days a week, I don't get to play hardly at all. So when I do get a day like today where I'm able to sneak out, I get to enjoy it. And as far as the beers, I haven't had a drink in a long time. So uh, I've kind of cut back on that. And I don't know if it's helped or hurt my golf game uh, because it used to take the edge off and take the nerves off. But now uh, mm-hmm. that it, it, it get a little shaky over some putts every once in a while. <laughs> All right. Thoughts and prayers with AJ Prezinski as he bravely works four days a week and only plays golf occasionally. AJ, we do appreciate you stopping by. Uh, He's the co-host of Foul Territory, big leaguer with the White Sox for a long time, won a World Series, and also a guest on the show. AJ, thanks for making some time for us this morning. No problem, guys. I hope you guys hit on all your bets, and uh, I love the the information because I do watch, and it does help me on days. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.